Hi everyone, it's Professor Clark, and in this lecture we're going to go over some uses of the infinitive. We've been so focused on the genitive and on nouns for the first part of this chapter that it will be a nice, pleasant, relaxing break to focus on verbs again. I know uh, verbs don't normally seem very relaxing, but at least it will be a nice change. So let's jump into it. The first use of the infinitive of verbs that we're going to go over is forming the imperfective future tense. And to form the imperfective future, we use the conjugated form of the verb buitz to be, plus the infinitive of an imperfective verb. As a quick reminder, the conjugated form of buitz is budu, budish, budit, budim, buditje, budut. And some examples of this construction would be ja budu chitat vies dien. I will read all day. Mitya budit uchitza vemgehu. Mitya is going to study at Moscow State University. Are you going to call your parents frequently? Notice that we have this conjugated form of buit, and then we have the infinitive form of an imperfective verb. You can only use this construction with imperfective verbs. Remember, perfective verbs automatically form the future when you conjugate them. But imperfective verbs need this auxiliary verb buit, to form the future. Another place where we use the infinitive of an imperfective verb is when we combine it with verbs that indicate starting or ending an action. So verbs like nachinat nachat, uh, to start, stat, to become or begin, zakonchivat uh, zakonchit, to end or finish, and pristavait pristat, to cease or quit. All of these are followed by the infinitive of an imperfective verb when you want to say that you are starting or ending an action. Some examples could be ya nachal zagrujat file. I started uploading the file. Un stal lucha gavritz paruski. He started speaking Russian better. And notice the difference between nachats and stats. It might seem a little difficult to explain or understand at first, but nachats to start is often used in more formal speech, and stats to become or begin is often used in more casual or informal speech. So either are fine, uh, but just remember that nachats is probably going to be more formal and stats is going to be more informal. Or we could say, Tizakunchila pichatits essay. Have you finished printing off the essay? Or Zhenyev truk peristal skatsivats filey. Zhenya suddenly stopped downloading files. And notice that he didn't finish downloading files. He stopped in mid-action. He ceased or quit to download files. So the difference between zakunchits and peristats is zakunchits is to finish or complete an action and peristat is to cease or quit an action. We also use the infinitive of an imperfective verb in these negative constructions, nyanada nyhochitsa, or don't do something. So nyanada, it is unnecessary or don't do it, or nilzya, it is forbidden or impossible, take imperfective verbs in the infinitive form. So we could say, for example, nyanada zadavat stulka vaprosov. You don't need to ask so many questions, or don't ask so many questions. Nilzia zadavat stulka vaprosov. 
It is forbidden or impossible to ask so many questions. And note the word stolka. It's another word of quantity, and it means so many or so much. We use the same form with nihochitsa or nihochielis. I don't or I didn't feel like doing something. They are followed by the infinitive of an imperfective verb. Nihochitsa pisaits essay. I don't feel like writing the essay. Ochin nihochielis chitaits. I really didn't feel like reading. And then when we are requesting, suggesting, or deciding not to do something, we use nie plus the imperfective infinitive. So we could say, I ask you not to use this printer. I advise you not to answer this question. So we are Deciding not to do something, asking someone not to do something, or recommending that someone not do something, we're going to use nie and then the infinitive of an imperfective verb to describe the action that we are saying you should not do. We also use the infinitive of an imperfective verb when we use the construction para in the meaning of it is time to do something. So for example, para iti damoi, it's time to go home. And what you're literally saying is, it's time to be going home. Or, para essay. It's time to write the essay. And again, what you are literally saying is, it's time to be writing the essay. It's time to get writing. Or, para It's time to read the book. Again, literally, it's time to be reading the book. It's time to get reading the book. Those were all uses of the imperfective infinitive. When do we use the perfective infinitive? And we use the perfective infinitive when we are requesting, advising, planning, needing, forgetting, or indicating the ability to successfully perform a one-time action. There is a full list of verbs that take the perfective infinitive on page 105 of your textbook. But we could Use it in constructions such as essay. I want to print off the essay. And note that we have this indication of a successful completed action here. I want to print off the essay. I don't just want to start printing the essay or engage in the process of printing the essay. I actually want to print it off. So we have the perfective. essay. I managed to, or I found the time to, print off the essay. Uspietz means to manage to do something, to have the time to do something. And once again, we have a successful completed action. You didn't just start printing the essay, you actually printed it all the way off. Perfective. Ja poprosila tibia essay. I asked you to print off the essay. And I wanted it to be completely printed out and turned in. I didn't just ask you to start printing the essay. I asked you to actually print it out. Perfective. Or, essay. I forgot to print off the essay. And this has the suggestion of trying and failing. I didn't manage to do it. I needed to print it off. I didn't just need to print it. I needed to print it out completely and I failed. However, we will use the imperfective infinitive if we want to indicate repeated action, as in I would like to read every day. You need to write frequently. 
And so that is it. And that is it for chapter four. Hooray! There is a quick overview on pages 106-107 of your textbook of the predicate. If you want more about the predicate, you can certainly check it out. I'm not going to do a separate lecture on it, but it is useful if you are feeling confused about the predicate or would like a review of the predicate. Again, that's pages 106-107 of your textbook. Other than that, we have finished chapter four. Congratulations on making yet more progress and see you soon in chapter five.